It's Friday afternoon after 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's time for Ask the Preacher, a chance for all of us to have our Bible questions answered. It's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Ask the preacher, and here's John Freed. All right, so Eric, do you have a, uh, a question or a funny statement today? Well, all right, how about this? Do you know how many angels can dance on the head of a pin? Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. That's amazing. How did you come up with that? I, I just threw out a number. Just made up a number. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I actually I came up with that number because one time somebody asked that question, and a minister that I was standing by uh, said that he had prayed about it, and God gave him revelation, and that the number was 14. So. 14. <laughs> All right. So officially now it's so it's 14. 14. Yeah, well. Listen, yeah. Not 13. But not. I, I think I would have to ask some questions. How large was the head of the pen? Yeah, I guess that would How have to be. How small figure were the in. angels? Yes. Uh, was that on earth? Was it in heaven? Was it in uh, some some other time and space? Was it in this age and in or in an age past? Depends on where they make their pens. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Well, I, so so sorry, uh, Eric. I I could not at least biblically answer your question. I wasn't expecting a biblical <laughs> answer to that, but that's all right. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, folks, if you have another question besides how many angels can dance or fit on the head of a pen, uh, feel free to call in to the Ask the Preacher program today. Eight six three. 682-1430. Again, 863-682-1430. I cannot guarantee that I can answer all your questions, but I can guarantee to you this. Jesus is the answer to all of your questions, and our answers are found in the Word of God, and sometimes they are black and white, and other times they are the color red, but you will never know them unless the book is red, uh, R-E-A-D. So read your Bible. I encourage you. Read your Bible. Read your Bible today, tomorrow, the next day after that. Make a life practice out of reading the Word of God. All right. My name is uh, John Freed, and as Eric said, I am the—I don't know if he said it this this or not, but nonetheless, I am the pastor at Believer's Fellowship Church. My um, amazing father was the pastor um, and my amazing mom together for many years, for 40 years. They they pastored, uh, predominantly my dad, but pastored um, Believer's Fellowship Church in North Lakeland about four years ago. Um, they retired from that role, and my wife and I now pastor the church. But uh, I was talking with Dad on the way to the radio station today, and he said, please tell everyone I said hello. So on behalf of my father, he says hello to all of you in, in Radio Land. Um, somebody asked the other day, how long have you had this program? We've been on this program somewhere in the neighborhood of 16, 17 years, right here on this station, WLKF. And uh, one more time, phone number, area code 863-682-1430. These breaks happen so fast. I want to make sure, uh, because I've got one coming in just a couple minutes here, but I want to make sure that you know about a, uh, a conference, I guess you could call it a conference, that is coming this Tuesday. This Tuesday in Plant City, and the only reason it's in Plant City is because it's being held at the Strawberry Festival Fairgrounds. It is not a Plant City event. It is a Central Florida event. I suppose some people may be coming even from outside of the state or outside of the area. Um, But it is uh, the the name of the conference is Families Under Fire. 
Uh, it's being sponsored and held by Pastors Defending Families, which is a local group here that uh, has has sprung up. But Pastors Defending Families, the conference is called Families Under Fire because our families are under attack. At least the biblical structure of a family is definitely under attack. I could talk about that for a long time. Um, the, the BLM movement, um, the Black Lives Matter movement uh, for a couple years, uh, by their own admission, has sought to destroy uh, the the family the the, uh, the 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 traditional family of America in other words the father a mother and children they've sought to destroy that uh, pushing agendas of homosexuality pushing agendas of transgenderism um, working to to uh, dismantle a father like authority in a home uh, and and folks out just be real clear and honest with you. It is not. That type of thinking and that type of adjustment is not to our benefit. If we are going to have a prosperous nation, and mind you, if you are going to have a prosperous home and a prosperous life, we must stick with the instructions that are given to us in the Word of God. God knows what He's doing. He's smart. He created this whole thing down here. Now, he gave us dominion, and he gave us free will, and he gave us the option to to do what we want to do, Um, but we will not be able to do those things without judgment or without recourse uh, or without negative effect. And when we do obey God's word, there is positive. uh, It's called reward. We typically don't think of it as being recourse, but there's positive recourse. There's positive reward when we obey God. So anyway, Pastors Defending Families is hosting uh, a a conference. It's actually a first conference from this particular group called Families Under Fire. And if you're interested in uh, attending, you need to go to defendingfamilies.org, defendingfamilies.org, and uh, register and be out there Tuesday at the the, uh, Strawberry Festival Fairgrounds in Plant City, it starts in the morning like at 9, 9.30, and uh, runs all day long. Several great speakers, um, like John Stenberger from the Florida Family Policy Council, attorney Matt Staver uh, from Liberty Council, who is actually fighting some of this crazy stuff even in the Supreme Court of what's, uh, what's going down in, in faux Biden and, and the stuff that, uh, that they're pushing, uh, trying to force this into, uh, retired Brigadier General Jim McLean, Steve Maxwell from local group CCDF, uh, Paul Pickern, Linda Pickern, um, Paul Blair from Edmond, Oklahoma. Anyway, and the list goes on, and myself. I am also a speaker at this event. I'm one of the small listed guys on there, but nonetheless, I will be there in attendance and uh, as, a, as a speaker as well. So I hope you will sign up Tell some friends about it. Tell your pastor about it. This is Pastors Defending Families because families are under fire. Go to defendingfamilies.org and register for the event Tuesday, May the 17th over in Plant City. All right. Well, I might announce it again, but we're going to have to take a break. And when we come back, it is my intention to speak with you today about hearing God. When you're going through issue, trouble, you need some help. How do you hear from God? That's what I intend to talk about. We'll be back in two and a half minutes with more Ask the Preacher. But right now, let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John. 
Hi, welcome, and uh, glad you're listening today. Thanks for, for joining us. Um, and um, I mentioned the Families Under Fire conference. I want to make sure that you're aware of that. It's something that you should consider going to if your family is valuable to you. Uh, the devil certainly wants to destroy the family. And I tell you what, our government right now is doing a good job of helping. Um, defendingfamilies.org. Defendingfamilies.org. If you want to sign up and uh, be part of that be part of that conference. It's a, it'll be good. I'll be there myself. And uh, if you decide to come and you want to come find me, introduce yourself. Say, hey, I listened to you on the radio. Great to, great to meet you in person. Um, I, I told you I wanted to, to talk with you about hearing God. Let me tell you why I, I want to talk with you about hearing God. Um, I, I'll just be extremely candid with you here. There are some things that are happening in my own life that I need to hear direction from God about. Um, and so I'm preaching to myself at the same time as preaching to you today. I'm going to do my best not to get preachy about it, but I really want to show you some very common sense, some very simple, practical ways of thinking and then looking at the scriptures to help us in our thinking, um, but concerning hearing God. Um, it's it's not a issue as to whether or not we need to hear from God. I guess some of the questions become is why do we need to hear from God? But we most definitely need to hear from God. Um, people have have questions. Life can be difficult, but we can always overcome. And God always has the best advice, the best instruction, the best comfort. And uh, so I just want to talk to you today about that, hearing from God. Now, so our first question, well, why do I need to hear from God? Why do I need to hear from God? Well, Comfort. That's why. Comfort. Everyone likes comfort. Nobody likes to be uncomfortable. And so you say, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not looking for that for comfort. I, I need to know uh, where, what, I, what I need to be doing or, or how I need to do it. I understand that. What does that produce? It produces comfort. If you were going on a trip, the only reason that you would need to have directions is so that you wouldn't be anxious on your way there. The directions of how to get where you're going gives you comfort. And so uh, it, it's it's phenomenal the fact that God actually wants to comfort us. Thank God for that. He's not trying to discomfort us. He is trying to give us comfort. He wants to give us comfort. He gave us his word so that we would have instruction and direction so that we could have peace. It's related to comfort. So uh, comfort. Well, Let's talk about some specific things that what we would want to hear. We might be looking for direction. Why direction? Well, because nobody likes to be lost. You see how that relates to comfort? It's uncomfortable to be lost. To know where you are and to know where you're going gives comfort, especially on a long journey. If you don't have very far to go and you know you're not going very far, you, you might be able to get away with a little bit of wandering. But if you've ever wandered for a long period of time, it's uh, You're like, when am I ever going to get out of this mess? It's very discomforting. So to have direction brings us great comfort, so we might want to hear from God in order to get direction. Well, another reason we might want to hear from God can, um, is to get instruction. No one likes doing something the wrong way. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. You're wasting your, your effort, or it can be even painful, if you will, when you do things the wrong way. Nobody likes to do the wrong thing. We want to do the right thing. So to know the right thing to do, is it, it gives us comfort. To not know the right thing to do, oh, what do I do? See, that's the question. 
and that's why we need to hear from God. God, what do I do? So good instruction gives us comfort even in a difficult task. So it's not so much that we're afraid of doing something that is hard, but we certainly wouldn't want to do something that's hard if we don't think we're going to be successful. We'll tackle hard tasks, but we want to have instruction in the process. All right, so so three three things. I'll give you the third in just a second. But uh, why do I need to hear from God? Well, it gives me gives me comfort. What types of things am I asking for? Well, direction, instruction, and then there's this third thing, and I and, and I'll call it confirmation. What is confirmation? Well, it's that little little uh, support, that little pat on the back, or whatever, if you would, that says, "Hey, you're you're doing the right thing. You're headed in the right way. You're doing it the right way." No one likes following direction. No one likes following instruction without periodic confirmation. Um, my wife and I got a, a new barbecue grill last the end of last summer. It was going out of <laughs> it was going out of the summer season and we got a great deal on this thing. Well, it sat in our garage for almost a year, about eight months, before I finally put it together. We put it together. I did most of the work though. Uh, she handed me a flashlight and a screwdriver every once in a while, but she did great. Anyway, I would look at the instructions. Sometimes they were confusing. So every once in a while along the process, I would flip back a couple pages and just check, make sure that I did some things correct. Um, by the way, that 10 or $15 that they charge you to put that grill together, well worth it. Go ahead and take advantage of that. But uh, anyway, so periodic confirmation is very helpful. It gives you comfort. I don't want to follow directions or instructions and, and then uh, have made a mistake along the way. So having that periodic confirmation is good. And so anyway, so three things here concerning our comfort, why we want to hear from God. We're asking him for direction. We may be asking him for instruction. Uh, we may be asking him even for confirmation. But I want to ask you this question. Is God speaking? Emphatically, I tell you, yes. Yes, God is speaking. Uh, I mentioned to you that we've been doing this radio program for several years, many years, uh, 15 or so years. Uh, we had another program, same Ask the Preacher, but it was on another station. Uh, we were on that station five days a week, actually, for an hour. I gave this analogy one day. It came across really good. It, it, it marked in my memory. Um, and since you're listening to the radio right now, you would get this quite well. If your radio started becoming staticky, and you couldn't hear me clearly, and, and it started uh, uh, every few words. I did that on purpose, by the way. Your radio might be just fine. But if you started losing every few words, um, you would probably not call the radio station and say, hey, uh, radio station, can you guys move your antenna? Can, can you change your frequency some? I, I'm not picking it up very well. No, you wouldn't do that. You would reach over as you're driving down the road in your car. You'd reach over and adjust the dial or um, in the old days of televisions with the rabbit ears. Some of you might remember that. You would adjust your antenna. You don't adjust the broadcast, you adjust the receiver. See, we're the receiver. We're wanting to hear from God. God is the broadcaster. Uh, we don't ask God to change. We don't ask him to, 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 to do something, to move his antenna. No, we adjust ourselves. But the question is, is God speaking? Well, the answer is yes, he's speaking, and he's speaking much like this radio station, constantly broadcasting information out there. And when I need to hear something, I tune in. So the, the challenge to you, my instruction to you is, and, and to myself, I got to tune in to God. 
I've got questions. I need comfort. I need direction, instruction, some confirmation. I need something. Well, who do I ask? I I ask the one who has all the wisdom in all the world. But if I'm not hearing, I don't question him. I don't question his speaking. I don't question his ability to solve or to answer my need. If I'm not hearing, I adjust myself. I adjust myself. In Genesis chapter 1, in the very beginning of the Bible, it says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens of the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered, it brooded, meditated upon the face of the waters. Well, then it goes on and it says, And God said, Let there be light. Here's my point with that. Nothing happens until God speaks. Number two, we shouldn't move. We shouldn't do anything until we have heard from God. Nothing happens until God speaks. Why? Because he's the author of, of life. And so I want to connect in with God. I want to connect in with his speaking, with his words, with his life. So I'm saying, God, speak to me. Give me instruction. Give me direction. Give me confirmation. I need, I need comfort in my heart to know that I'm going in the right place, that I'm doing the right things. Uh, help me along the way, Lord. Lord, speak to me. Well, if I'm not hearing, I adjust myself to hear him. I don't say, God, you're not speaking. No, I have to trust that he's speaking, that he's answering. Like the radio station constantly putting out the signal. If I'm not hearing it, I adjust. And I understand that nothing happens until God speaks. So therefore, I will not move until I have heard from God. I must have instruction from God. Otherwise, I might be going in the wrong direction. Otherwise, I might be doing the wrong thing. I need to hear from God. So can I hear, or is he speaking? Yes. Can I hear from him? Yes. Yes, I can. Can you hear from him? Yes. Yes, you can. And when we come back, I want to give you six causes of spiritual earwax, things that might be plugging our ears from being able to hear the voice of God. My name is John Freed, Believer's Fellowship Church. This is Ask the Preacher. I'm glad you're listening today. If you'd like to call in, you can. 863-682-1430. We'll be back in uh, seven or eight minutes with more. Now more of Ask the Preacher this Friday afternoon. Ask the Preacher brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church in North Lakeland. Here's John Freed. Welcome back, everybody. I'm uh, glad you're listening today. Speaking of listening, we're talking about hearing God, hearing God's voice. Uh, some would relate this to the idea of prayer. It very much would be related in prayer. Why? Because that's uh, that's what us talking to God really is, is, is prayer. Prayer is not always a request, but it often carries a request. Um, prayer is not just bowing your head down and, and folding your hands in front of you or closing your eyes. No, that's position. Uh, prayer can be uh, in the middle of noisy traffic. It can be in the middle of a chaotic situation. It can be in the middle of, of quiet and rest. We'll talk about those things in just a moment. But you can talk to God anytime, just like, for instance, I'm talking to you. Now, unfortunately, you can't talk back to me 
unless you call in. And that number, by the way, is 863-682-1430. But, um, but for the most part, I'm talking to you and you're listening. So that's, that's what happens in prayer. We talk to God. He talks to us. Um, don't be confused. The idea of prayer is that it's only us talking to God. I know there are a lot of people that, that think that, that it's just us casting our issues off on God. But God wants to give us help. There are several ways in which he gives us help. He sends us other people. He is already, well, that's, by the way, that's not the first way. Sending other people is not the first way. The first way that God helps us is he sent us his word. He, we have the Bible. We have the scripture. We have his instruction that's in the word. That's the first way. Secondly, he speaks to us. He actually speaks to us now. I know there's some people that don't believe that. Well, they're just wrong. God still speaks to us now. He has always spoken to his to his creation, and he has always especially spoken to his children. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. Um, but God is speaking. And so in the process of prayer, we should be listening because not we shouldn't we should not just be the only one talking, just chewing God's ear up one side down the other. No, there should be times where where we produce a an atmosphere and an opportunity to hear what God has to say. I told you I would give you. Six causes of spiritual earwax. You might could say six types of spiritual earwax. What do I mean by that? What I mean is six things that tend to block our ability to hear from God. So we could ask ourselves this question. Am I actually listening? Am I hard of hearing? So what are these six causes of spiritual earwax? Number one, maybe there's no relationship with God. Maybe there's no relationship with with Jesus at all. Well, I want to read something to you out of the book of John, chapter 10. Uh, A lot of people end up being familiar with John 10.10, which is a verse that says, The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. A lot of people are familiar with that. But the passage, what Jesus is saying here, he actually gives us a parable of a shepherd and a sheep. Um, and and he what he's really talking about is the kingdom of God, and uh, but he gives us this this story of a, of a shepherd and the sheep, and he says in verse four he says that the sheep know the shepherd's voice and they follow the shepherd because they know his voice. That's what he says in verse four, John chapter ten, verse four. He says. Um, my sheep, this is how it specifically says, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. They follow him because they know his voice. In verse 16, it says again that his sheep know his voice. He says, I have other sheep too that aren't in this sheepfold and I have to bring them in. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. So this is the idea of, of Jesus or uh, calling out to people that aren't even, in this particular case, that aren't, that aren't Jews. He called unto the Gentiles, and they would hear and they would follow his voice. He gives us a warning in verse 5. I know I'm jumping on you just a little bit, but it's still John chapter 10. In John chapter 10, verse 4, he says, My sheep know my voice and they follow me. In John chapter 10, verse 16, he says that there are other sheep that you don't know of that are actually hearing my voice and following me. If we go back to verse 5, John chapter 10, verse 5, he gives he tells us this. He said, my sheep won't follow the voice of a stranger, but rather they will run from the voice of a stranger. I, I want to give you an analogy of a, of a mother or a father and their children. Um, 
moms and dads that have consistent relationship with their children, I don't have to see my mom or my dad in front of me and talking to me in order for me to know that they're talking to me. Why? Because I recognize their voice. You might recognize my voice on the radio. When Rush Limbaugh was on the radio, a distinct voice. I mean, I you, you would know, hey, that's Rush Limbaugh. He didn't have to be in front of you. You knew that was him. Eric on the radio here. You hear him make the announcements and stuff. It's recognizable. We know people's voice. You know the voice of your father. The question is, do you have relationship? So one of the things that you might be saying is like, I don't see, I don't hear God. I've asked God for, for instruction and for help, but I, I don't hear him give me answers. Well, question number one, do you have relationship with him through Jesus Christ? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18 says that we have access to God our Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. So the number one reason why you might not be hearing God is because you actually don't have relationship with him through, through Jesus. And so you get that straight, and you have access to God your Father through your Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, second, a second reason why you might be hard of hearing or might have a hard time hearing from God, spiritual earwax, if you will, is you don't know what he sounds like. Well, I have, I have a relationship, but maybe I have a poor relationship, so I, I don't know what he sounds like. What, what would that, what, how else could I say that? You say, well, maybe you know about God, but you don't really know God himself. I'll say it differently. Maybe you don't really know the word. So maybe God is speaking, but his, but you can't really hear well uh, because you don't have anything to relate it to because you don't know the word of God. My suggestion to you is get into the word of God so that you will know how to recognize truth when it's spoken to you. Jesus told us that the word is truth in John 17, 17. He's praying to the Father, and he says, Father, sanctify them by thy truth. Your word is truth. And so if you're looking for clarity, if you're looking for instruction or confirmation, and you're asking God, but you don't seem to be hearing, well, maybe it's because you don't have a framework to place what you might be hearing in. You need to get into the word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Profitable for what? Profitable for doctrine. For that, that means the, the, the order or the rules of doing something. For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped for all good works. And so if you're, if you're not hearing or maybe you think, well, I, I, I don't know, I think I might be getting some instruction, but I'm just not sure. Well, get into the Word so that you will have a framework to place what God might be telling you in, or you have a, a, a judging rod, if you will. Number three, selective hearing. Maybe you're hearing something, but you have preconceived ideas. It's not what you wanted to hear, and so therefore you're like, ah, I don't know, uh, nah, I didn't hear that. Well, it could, very well could have been God. So again, my instruction to you would be get into the Word of God. It's amazing how, how he works when he speaks. He never contradicts his word. His spoken word, what he might be speaking to you or leading to you, you say, well, uh, you know, I, I feel like this is what God is wanting me to do. Well, if it's contrary to what he has already written in his word, that was not God. What you thought you might have heard from God was not God if it disagrees with his already written word. 
So you have to get into the Word of God. You will find God speaking to you through His Word all the time. Through stuff that's already written, you'll be reading some story that's 4,000 years old, and you'll be like, you know, that's me. I found myself in the Scriptures, and I found God in the Scriptures. That's it. That, that's the answer to my problem. And it's an age-old story. You will find God speaking to you through His Word if you will get in to the Word. Well, right now we're going over six causes of spiritual earwax, or maybe six reasons why you're having difficulty hearing from God. We've covered one, two, and three. When we come back, we'll we'll, we'll cover four, five, and six, and I hope it's a blessing to you. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. My name is John. Be back in just a couple minutes. Fourth and final segment coming up for Ask the Preacher this Friday afternoon. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church on North Socrum Loop in North Lakeland. Back to John. Hey, thanks for listening today. I, uh, I hope I'm a blessing to you. I'm talking today about hearing God, hearing His voice, getting instruction from the Lord. It gives us great comfort when we have good instruction and uh, good direction and confirmation for what we're doing. So uh, this last segment, we were going over six reasons why we might not be hearing from God or why we may not think we're hearing from God. Um, Six causes of spiritual earwax is my funny way to say it. Number one, we said we might not have relationship at all. No relationship with Jesus. Number two, maybe I don't know what he sounds like. We could call that poor relationship. You don't hang around enough. He's like, "Ah, I kind of recognize that voice, but I don't really know who it is. Uh, So uh, with with both of those, uh, they come through knowing God, uh, knowing God through the person of Jesus Christ. And by the way, in John 1, it tells us that Jesus is the Word. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the other thing would be you get in the Bible, and when you get in the Bible, you begin to know God, not just to know about God, but read the Bible to develop relationship with God. And so that when you hear him, you you know his voice. My sheep know my voice, Jesus said. And so when you know the, the word of God, you can take the, the thoughts or what you think you may be hearing from the Lord. You can contrast it to the Bible and say, is this in agreement with the word of God? And you, you'll, you'll get good instruction. The other thing I mentioned to you was selective hearing. You have preconceived ideas, if you will. Or in other words, oh, no, that's not the answer that I wanted. And so you say, no, no, I I didn't hear from God. And you expect God to tell you something else. I've done it, folks. So if you're guilty of that, join the club. I've I've been guilty too. So you hear what God has to say, but you just don't like it. So you keep praying, hoping to get another answer. I want to give you a a picture from the Old Testament. This is in 2 Kings chapter 5. This is the story of Naaman. Now, Naaman was a commander in the the army of of, uh, of of the king of Syria. Naaman, he was a commander, top dog kind of guy. But Naaman ended up uh, contracting leprosy, very contagious disease back in those days. Actually, still is, but there's cures, and and um, and we don't seem to get it around America. But um, anyway, Naaman gets uh, leprosy. Uh, Naaman's wife has a mistress who knew knew of a prophet, and he said, "Hey, you should go get help." Um, anyway, Naaman ends up coming to the to the to the king and uh, and and the the king is just I, how, what am I supposed to do about this? Uh, nonetheless, he ends up coming to the prophet, the prophet of God, and the prophet of God, Elisha, tells Naaman, "Go dip." Actually, here here was the reality. Naaman, Naaman is given this instruction through Elisha's servant. 
So Elisha's servant tells Naaman, go dip, according to Elijah's instruction, go dip in the River Jordan. Well, it was often called the Muddy Jordan because the Jordan River was very muddy, very dirty, very dirty waters. And so here you have Naaman. He's a commander. And he says, I'm not going to dip in the Jordan. Are you kidding me? That dirty water? And besides that, that that's not what I expected to hear. I'm, I'm giving you my terms of the story, but you can read it yourself. Second Kings chapter five. Naaman is almost offended by the idea that to think that I could go dip my body into muddy water and I would be healed of leprosy. Oh, come on, give me a break. And he goes away offended. And so what happens? Well, uh, uh, Naaman's servant says to him, hey, master, if, if, if Elijah would have given you something complicated to do, you would have felt honored with such a complicated task, and you would have gladly done it. But because he told you something simple, you're offended. So sometimes, this is my point. Now, Naaman ends up obeying the instruction. He goes and dips in the muddy Jordan seven times, and lo and behold, the instruction of the Lord was right, and Naaman is healed. Here's my point to us. Sometimes what we are hearing from God is so simple that we dismiss it. I'll give you a, a, a today analogy. Miss Wendy, she is our children's minister at church. She had this rash break out on her arms. And, uh, and, and so she was in the office yesterday, and, and we prayed over her. Well, by the end of the day, that rash began to scab up and heal. And she's like, praise God, I've received my healing. Well, the next morning, this morning, um, th- that rash redeveloped on her arm. She's like, oh, no. And so anyway, she was actually going into the Wawa, and she's just about to get out of the car And she heard the Lord just give her a thought, because maybe next week I'll I'll talk to you about the ways in which God speaks, but she just felt like God spoke to her, not necessarily an audible voice. It didn't crack her windshield. It didn't come through her radio, Um, but she just felt like she had an impression from the Lord, hey, read the ingredients on that lotion you've been putting on your arms. I think it was actually antibacterial hand cleaner or something like that. Read that ingredients, and she almost dismissed it. She almost dismissed it, but she's like, you know what? That's so simple. I'll just read it. And she read it, and lo and behold, there is an ingredient in that particular bottle that she was allergic to. She knew she was allergic to that, and she's like, oh, man, that's the cause. And so she threw it away, um, and is going to use something else, but something so simple. So everything that comes from the mouth of God is not necessarily profound, but everything that comes from the mouth of God is true. Six reasons why we may feel like we're not hearing from God. Number one, no relationship with God through Jesus. Number two, we don't know what he sounds like. The answer to that is get into the word. Number three, we have selective hearing. We have preconceived ideas. We don't, we don't want to follow that instruction. So we're looking for him to say something else. But the reality is you know good and well that, that you heard from God. Just obey his instruction. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it is helpful. Okay, number four, maybe we're asking very general questions. General questions may get general answers that are not easily recognized. So sometimes if we're more specific with our questions, we won't be so uh, narrow-minded or 
I'll just say it this way. We won't ask such a general question. If we won't get such general answers, we'll actually be able to pinpoint, ah, that was my question, and here is my answer. I'm going to move fast with these last couple because I'm just told I don't have but a, but a moment left here. Number five, it might be really noisy inside. Why do I say inside? Well, because God's voice will cut through the clutter. You can be in the middle of a loud environment, crazy chaos, but if you're still and quiet on the inside, it'll help you hear God's voice. What am I suggesting to you? Shut out the outside voices. Shut out the, the craziness that's going on. Get still before God because one, the, the first and primary way that God will speak to you is something that we call the still small voice or the inward witness. Well, maybe we'll talk more about that the other, uh, another time. And the last reason, number six, the sixth cause of spiritual ear, earwax is we might be running We might be running from God. We want God's help, and we're asking God for help, but we are literally in disobedience. Have you ever asked your mom or dad to do something or to solve a problem, and they said, okay, we'll do this, and then you were in rebellion, and you refused to get along with the program, and nothing seemed to be working for you? I've done it. Proverbs chapter 66, verse 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I've heard a lot of people say, see, if you have sin in your life— God won't speak to you. That's not what that verse says. It says, if I regard iniquity, in other words, if I am honoring the sin in my life as opposed to honoring God, if I am literally shutting down God so that I could do what I want to do, then there's no way I can expect God to hear me or for me to hear God. But if I will attend to his word, he'll attend to my prayer, and I'll be blessed of the Lord. All right, I hope I've helped you with talking about hearing God. And uh, maybe next week we'll talk more about it, talk about the ways in which God speaks. I want to invite you out to Believer's Fellowship Church. I'm the pastor there. My name is John Freed, and uh, we just would like to to welcome you, maybe get to know you. Maybe we can be of help to you. Believersfellowship.com. That's our website. Check us out online. Check us out in person. Find out how to get there by going to Believersfellowship.com. Folks, I hope... To see you Tuesday at the uh, Pastors Defending Families Conference, the Families Under Fire. I certainly hope to see you this Sunday at church. Good weekend to you. God bless you. And we'll be back here next Friday at 5 p.m.